Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after-party for people who need just a little bit more. We're two friends, Jason and Steph, and we aren't ready to sleep on all things pop culture. Welcome to Kick-Ons, because the party's not over. The night is young, no we're not done. Party back at ours, everybody's welcome to the kick-ons. You're welcome. Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after party for people who want just a little more. Losing him was blue like I never know. Missing him was dark grey. Oh, it's actually so perfect that you started off like that. Why? I'm officially a member of Swift Talk. Welcome. And the latest update is that there is a secret album that may be getting released. So TS10. No, the scrapped album that was between Reputation and 1989. Have you have you seen? No, this? I actually have kind of veered off Swift Talk. Whoa, I know it's, it'll come back. It's really good at the moment. So apparently there is a an album that was completely scrapped that was in between Reputation and 1989. And it was based on the... God, I just feel... I I know how you feel now when you were talking about this. Because, like, now I... feel crazy. I feel crazy even saying this. And how do people know this? So they think that the theme was going to be, like, it was a rock, a rock pop album. And it was going to be, like, um, orange was going to be the color theme of it. And it was, like, based around, like, palm trees in Bahama when she was dating uh, Calvin Harris. Because that's never really explained in any... There's no Calvin Harris song, you know? True. But is that because what happened to her before Reputation was so awful that... Yeah, so she was pushed by Kim and Kanye. She was pushed into making Reputation. Right. Because she couldn't just leave what had happened yeah um so there's this whole secret album that may be getting released soon called karma and there are some compelling points really because i do not (laughs) believe this so um there is a shot in um a lots of like look what you made me do mm. basically and i also think it's in the man music video where she's like peeing on a mm-hmm. um train wall, wall. Yeah. yeah and it's like 1989 oh. reputation and right in the middle it says karma really big and in the vogue um what are the questions yeah 23 80 something that's adele okay 30 how many would taylor oh. get Less than a doubt. 13. 13 questions. Yeah. So she says karma is real. She says in that is an answer and to And I think questions. that's a subliminal message. Yes. Wow. That karma is real. The album karma that is in between Reputation and 1989. And so now either we're fully getting karma. Yeah. Or Reputation The Vault is going to be a full oh, another album. Fuck. Wow, I'm mind blown. Yeah. Swift I've, I haven't seen any of this. So what's happened to Woodvale? Woodvale is um, 
People still really convinced that yeah. it so will happen. That could also be a reason why that karma was the like uh, secret title for reputation. How Wood right. Vale, how Taylor said Wood Vale is the secret title for True. So that could also But she said karma is real. She said karma is real. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. Yeah. I wasn't um you That's prov- not where I was going with singing red. Well, and and you? <laughs> well, I just wanted to welcome everyone to the red traffic light setting that we've entered into. Yeah. I'm now working from home again, which was the biggest shock I've ever had until I heard about karma being real. (laughs) But hey. So how was your first day working from home? Really good. Yeah? Yep. Okay, good. Because I know that you were a bit uh, nervous about re-entering a... Working from home life? Yeah. Nah, it's been good. Okay, good. I'm, I'm happy about it so far. And you look like you got ready for work. No, I, this is the best I've looked all day. For me? Yeah, yeah I guess so. Wow. Yeah, no, I was very like nothing. And then I, I bought these earrings. Yeah, they look yeah. really good. Oh, thank you. To the point where I'm jealous. Wow. They look so good. Well, don't be jealous because they're hoops and they, it's, they're from Kmart and they like can hardly connect. That so, doesn't matter, does it? No, but. It does. Get this girl real hoops. Who do we know in the mining industry? I Gold. today was like, this is the last pair. Like, I deserve to buy some real gold hoops. You do. Thank you. You really do. Thank you. And like, does Michael Hill do Afterpay? Surely. I don't know. Is that where people buy their jewellery from? No. I think it would be like, um, for lack of a reference, like Meadowlark or, you know? Yeah. Okay. But I'm in the market. Hit me up if you're a jeweler. Yeah. And have afterpay. <laughs> or want a hashtag gift. Boom. Yeah. We'll do it. We will plug the shit out of your pure solid gold 70 carat. Wait, do you want less carrots or more carrots? Um, I don't know. I know nothing about <laughs> carrots. Neither. Wow. Okay. So you know how I said that karma was orange the theme was supposed to be orange now that i've just said carrot and there is an orange in your drink and there's also an orange highlighter sitting right beside us karma is real i'm convinced karma is real like if this is i i can feel it in my fingertips karma is real wow swift talk has got me so it's good eh? it's good it's outrageous um can I tell you something really sad yeah a friend of mine matched with this guy on tinder yes who's a tiktoker that's important now to know which app you actually matched on it means a different thing absolutely and i've got more to say okay so essentially he's like this personality and his opening line was hey what's up and the only reason she really swiped on him was because she was like i know him from tiktok and he's hot yeah Hey, what's up? What kind of opening line is that? I think there's too much pressure on having the perfect opening line. I think the opening line is whatever. Okay. I think the follow-up is the important bit. Okay, so this brings me to my next thing, which I've decided I'm going to re-download Bumble. 
buzz buzz i think there's been a lot of signs that i should do it it was a highlighter it one was of them. highlighter Palmer yeah Palmer is real. so bumble you i have to make the first move and th- I which think- is really gender that's not ve- it's very not gender friendly is it no but i think i think the point was to uh have put women in control totally yeah so but then that's exclusive it is exclusive bumble's not great for gays yeah yeah but maybe there is another way you can do it so if you put you're interested in men then anyone can i don't know i don't know i i I won't be on bumble but i'm i fully support your yeah um, i have to make the first move so what's my opening line gonna be hey what's up because the only karma is real (laughs) dang well okay say you type to we'll call him steven (laughs) and you type Hey, karma is real, and they type like Switch Calvin on. Harris deserves everything that's coming for him. I'll be like, wait, I thought I've downloaded Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, okay, that would be amazing. Have you picked out some photos? Is this why you got made up? You've been taking selfies. I'm not made up. <laughs> Literally, so you put I, the hoops I know on. I might be glowing, but it's it's humid. Okay, sweet. yeah. Um, no, but my old profile, I guess, will still be there. But yeah. so, you've grown since then. I know, but the photos are probably really good. I bet they are. I so are. we'll see. I'll, I'll keep everyone up to date. But we should do a um, like a journey. A, yeah, well, a group swipe night. Well, I kind of thought like it could be helpful if people message us at Kickons Pod and like send their opening lines for yes, me. Please. Because literally all I can think of right now is Marmite or Vegemite. That's all I can think of. And is that something you really care about? Yes. And... Really? Yes. And I don't want to talk about it because I know it's meant different Go. opinions. I'm a Vegemite. I know. I'm either. I'll go either way, but I just prefer Vegemite. Right. But I'll definitely eat Marmite if it's an option. Okay, well, that's interesting, and then we could have a conversation. So, Marmite or Vegemite, and I say, hey, I actually prefer Vegemite, (laughs) but sometimes I'll eat Marmite if it's, like, an option. I don't really have a preference. You, and you go, I'm a full-on Marmite supporter. Vegemite suck my dick. End of conversation. Yeah, Yeah. It doesn't open. It's not good. So help is needed, essentially. I reckon, I do think that the opening line can be inviting, but chill. I think the follow-up question is really important. The like, can we keep this conversation going for more than just like pleasant trees? Yeah. And I don't care about how your day is going. Like no. I need banter. Yeah, instant banter. Okay, yeah. so okay. So, so the listeners, you are now challenged with the perfect question for instant ongoing banter. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah. It can be condiment spread related, but it's <laughs> got to be good. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Cool. Thanks, team. Thanks, guys. I'll keep you updated. We're counting on you. Yeah, I might have a go before. Well. Have you tried Marmite or Vegemite? No! (laughs) It's just my chuggy brain being like, yeah. Yeah. Or I could try like a really bad joke. Do you want to hear a bad joke? Yes. Okay. Um, What country's 
overpopulation. What country is getting really overpopulated? Fuck, I can't remember. Um, I don't know. What country is getting really overpopulated, Steer? Ireland. It's Dublin. <laughs> Do you know... I think part of it is that they won't read it with your um, inflections. Oh, yeah, true. You need the accent. You, you can now... Um, Send a voice recording on Bumble, though. That's on Hinge, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was my other thing. I was like, should I download Hinge? Yeah, I think if you're doing it, do all of them at once. Whoa. Yeah. Because Hinge, like, people on TikTok are all on Hinge. And that's where I've seen all those videos of people playing the voice messages. I see, yes. But I'm not sure Hinge has reached New Zealand yet. Okay, well, if you're listening and you are currently a Hinge um aficionado yeah let us know what you feel i'd be really keen to hear steph's in the dating pool no she's in the dating waiting room (laughs) yeah she's ready to get into the pool she is that she's in the changing room she's putting on her trunks yeah and she's ready to get out there and dip her toes in with no tan on huge oh probably tan or the photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Speaking of pools, have you got a first sip? It's the first sip. Yeah. So my first sip is the new season of Ozark is here. Yes. And I am three episodes deep to what I imagine will be the greatest season of Ozark to ever exist. Really? Because yeah. it's wrapping it all up, isn't it? It's is this final. the last one. I'm pretty sure. So I also learned that Jason Bateman, so I've never noticed this before. Like I've noticed, but I haven't taken this in. So, you know, when it flashes up with Ozark and it's got the four symbols, Yes, he decided, it was his idea. He was suggested that they should do that at the beginning of every episode with different symbols that talk about what happens in the episode. Thank you for bringing this up because I have just started to notice the symbols this season too. And I have been like, what do they fucking mean? Yeah, it's like a it's a foreshadowing of yes. what's about to happen. Oh, that makes so much sense because I was like, this is the funniest crest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also like it has been Julia Garner's year for like the last three years, but this is her year because she's about to be also in this limited series. I assume it is called being or becoming Anna or something probably yeah. getting that wrong and it's about this German socialite who like conned all of New York fully yeah so yeah. she's in that and that's really exciting yes that'll be amazing yeah that's a true story yeah yeah um anything else that you wanted to say because I just took no over. basically just if you are not if you've never watched Ozark before it's probably one of the greatest tv shows ever made if you mm. have watched Ozark before then I just cannot wait for and you to like part one. This bit is part yes. one of season four, yeah. so I'm not sure when part two comes. Every out, episode but... is so gripping. Mm. Every single second is like so amazing. There is just like the storytelling is so fantastic. The characters are so like, oh my god. Do it... you think that they are good people? No. I do think that 
Um, I think that the wife is like she's gone off the deep end. Like she she's is. far gone. Yeah. She's too far gone. Oh my god, the some of the shit that she is just like saying is outrageous. I I think that Jason Bateman's character, Marty Bird, is in it for survival. Mm. And I think that the wife has ulterior motives. She's like power money, hungry. right. Yeah. It's not it's status even. Yeah. It's like literally her wanting to control everything. Mm. And Marty is just like trying to like not die. Get his, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's just trying to not die. Yeah. And keep his family alive. And the kids are so old now. Oh it's God. crazy, isn't they, it? Their journey this season as well. Oh, you got to watch it. Check it out. It's on Netflix. And you? Um, well, my uh, first step is also a TV show, but I haven't watched it yet. But I'm assuming it's going to be amazing. So I want everyone to know it's happening. Also, shout out to everyone who's sent us that they're participating in Wordle now. Fully. We just discovered that you can put it in colorblind mode and yeah. it comes up with really gorgeous colors for people who aren't colorblind. Getting people addicted to Wordle is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Asking people, are you doing Wordle? And then explaining what Wordle is. It's, it's Wordle. What's the, like, the hook, do you think, on your pitch? Because I reckon the hook is you don't have to download an app. Oh, yeah, I have heard. And I've seen some eyes light up at that one. Yeah. I think the hook is like, do it or we're done. Yeah, yeah. Fair, the right hook. Yeah. Um. So my first sip is a TV show that's just premiered today on Neon called The Gilded Age. And it is from the creator of Downton Abbey. Uh, featuring Cynthia Nixon and it's and lots of other amazing people like Christine Baranski. Um, and it's essentially a Downton Abbey-esque period drama set in New York in the late 1800s. And it's like high society and just, oh, costumes. I... I haven't watched it yet, but I'm really excited to. Yeah. And I feel like I haven't seen it around that much, so I just wanted people to know that they should get onto it. I think it's a good time for Cynthia Nixon to be in two shows. Mm. And it's HBO. Yeah. So it is that. a good time for Cynthia Nixon to be in two shows. I cannot... <laughs> I cannot... <laughs> I cannot look at that wig any longer. I don't understand why they've put Miranda in a wig like that. Like, I, the wig Cynthia Nixon's changing. Here is gorgeous. Do you know what the... So what they're doing is they're, like, slowly letting... I think the idea behind the wig is her, like, letting her grey grow out. Yeah. But it's outrageous. But Cynthia Nixon's, like, got blonde in her hair. She's not even grey. Yeah, but she's not Cynthia Nixon. I know, but... So there's like two more episodes left of and just like I'm that. behind on that. So just like I'm behind on Euphoria. Oh, which, this episode was good. Yeah, I've only seen good things on TikTok. Yeah. Um, can I just take a moment because last week we glossed over something, and I will take full responsibility for the glossing over because okay. when I listened back, I was like, I wasn't listening and reacting. I was just I had something to say and I needed to get it out. Right. Someone really important passed away. Betty White? Yes. Yeah. And We talked about this. I, literally, you were like, oh, Betty White. And I was like, no, I've seen <laughs> the Golden Girls. And then we, like, finished it. <laughs> and I've been like, okay, I need to, like, actually have a real moment for Betty White. Yeah. So, uh, Betty White was, like, comeback queen of the century. Yeah. Like, she is someone who 
fully had like longevity that like icon status you know many only dream of yeah she could do literally no wrong true human angel true and she was a few days short of her 100th birthday and like she'd done all this like prep for her 100th birthday so there's all this like content coming out of her like talking and taking like doing photo shoots and there's like Mm. a a little documentary that's coming out celebrating Betty White's 100th birthday that's amazing so yeah I just like wherever you are Betty she looked good too that photo they released she never looked bad no you know she and I feel like that it was always that thing like even 10 years ago, you'd be like, oh my God, the day Betty White dies. Like, I can't even think about it. Yeah. And then when it happened, it was just like... Glossed over. <laughs> <laughs> the one that got me really good was Bob Saget dying from Full House. I know. I, I, it made me so sad. Did you watch that video of John Mayer going to pick up his car? Yes, I watched the whole thing. What was that about? Okay, so what happened was um, Bob went to florida on tour so his car was at lax so then john and this other comedian i can't remember his name they drove to lax to pick it up or they must have got a car there and drove it back yeah anyway i think they just went live to mark the occasion because they were both like we just like don't we can't process what's happening and like bob was their friend that they would go to for this kind of thing and it was amazing but that's because i i i love john mayer i like the way he talks yeah so yeah but everyone's just said about him like what such a lovely friend he was and he like told everyone how much he loved them all the time and just like the full house like they are literally his family and then the Olsen twins were at his funeral yeah John Stamos and him have been friends like forever yeah. it was really sad I know especially that final tweet as well <gasps> I know he tweeted like his last tweet just said like I've just done a comedy show and I'm like so glad to be back and I can't wait to do more like this is this is my life I now I know and he literally like died in his sleep yeah this, Peaceful. It's been quite hectic. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Andre Leon Telly. Yeah, I know. Really? Apparently him and Anna Wintour like made up just before he died. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. And well, I read that he was like really scared about getting COVID. And so he didn't do anything for ages. And then somehow he managed to get it. And that's what led to him dying, yeah. which is real hectic. Wow. Meatloaf, Meatloaf. We we have a whole episode dedicated to Meatloaf. I read a really sweet article <laughs> um, where his daughter, like, remembered the day that he got his first number one single on the Hot 100 Billboard charts. Wow. Um, and just how he was, like, overwhelmed with joy and just, like, crying with her and they were just together whoa i can't imagine meatloaf as a person like not the performer i wonder what he was like i don't know larger than life i'm sure yeah 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 so i mean that's all pretty sad yeah but we needed to take a we needed to take a moment because 
these people have brought a lot of joy into a lot of people's lives and they um, should be celebrated. Absolutely. And it's all, they were, they're all very nostalgic people to us. Like yeah. they've been around our whole lives. I don't remember a day when I didn't know who Betty White was. No way. Yeah. Or Meatloaf. Or Meatloaf. I have a life of the party. Yes. We've, we've resurrected from the grave. <laughs> um, so years and years have released a new album called Night Call and it is a pop horny pop bangers album. It's really good. It's really good and everyone should go and listen to it. Give it a little heart on Spotify. There are a couple of great things about it. Mm-hmm. First, Ollie is like years and years now. So Years and Years was originally a three-piece band and they used to flat together and now Years and Years is um, Ollie's project mm. and the other two are not part of the band but they are there to like assist if he needs help. But so, which means that it's way more like flamboyant and mm. camp and something that Ollie just like obviously really wanted to put out himself. Yeah. Um, and... He's doing, like, this really, really cool stuff where he's, like, literally signing personal messages on CDs. And I just feel like he's, like, really trying to engage with fans. That's cool. um, In a way that not a lot of, like, really big pop artists do now. Mm. So if you are into pop music or if you just, like, feeling like you want to have a boogie this weekend, go check out Night Call years and years do why was it like the new year's edition or something so well i think it's because he performed on new year's eve uh, on live television and he actually got in a lot of trouble because it was apparently like too sexy for live television i know which is the truth he is literally so sexy yeah but um Maybe that's the songs he performed right. on the show. So the New Year's Eve edition on Spotify, you'll see, is the full Night Call album, and then part two is, like, singles from his other albums or from Years and Years' other okay, albums. Okay, that made um, sense. Yeah. Right. I, I, I did think it was random. Yeah, I was like, I'm confused. Yeah. Am I missing something? But no, it wasn't. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I have a life at the party that's... So this life at the party is part and then part of it is a peach too soon and we experienced it together so my life of the party is going to the movies stoned (laughs) but my first like peak too soon is watching the movie spencer stoned (laughs) if you're not familiar spencer is a new film that has just been released uh featuring Kristen Stewart as Diana. In her most, um, like, challenging role yet. Absolutely. She looked amazing, she sounded amazing, and she did a phenomenal job. The movie was just so bizarre that I cannot tell still if I enjoyed it or not. The more I talk about it, the more confused I get. Mm. It was like an art house film. It was like watching Pan's Labyrinth and Downton Abbey combined into one. Very, um, had lots of elements of Black Swan. So Black Swanny. So essentially, our friend Brian put it best. 
we were expecting to go and see The Crown, the movie, and what we saw wasn't that, and we were also stoned. So it was very hard to know whether what we were experiencing was that or it was real, but there were people with us that were not stoned, and they also cannot work out what happened. I think what I experienced was... I thought that I was going to see like a drama and what I was seeing was a thriller. And I actually don't know if it was fried scary or if that was the the cookies. (laughs) It was terrifying. It was scary. (laughs) When she changed into Anne Boleyn. So I don't know who, like Kirsten Stewart did a really good job of whoever she was playing. Mm. I just don't, I didn't know if that was Diana or not. Like, it was like Diana was having, it was Diana at her very, 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 very lowest Mm. for uh, two hours. Yes. Yeah. And it showed her, it depicted her as like a neglectful mother um, going through some sort of psychosis, uh, unable to hold any sort of emotion together Mm. all she could um muster was like fear yeah and terror she was terrified of the royal family which i think it all is like there is an element of reality to it because that is what she went through those things like the scenes most of them were real things like she went to sandringham for christmas that year but it was more trying to show exactly how she was feeling in a way that's, I guess, like visual and visceral for us to understand rather than just us watching The Crown and thinking, oh, that's so awful. It was like more sensory. Yes. Like when she was eating the soup with the pearls, which that necklace is triggering I me. I know. The movie depicts <laughs> probably like six or seven different hallucinations Mm. that diana is having yeah and it's never explained why because at some points i was like is she addicted to some sort of pain medication she did like have a moment where she like popped uphill oh maybe but then someone also told me yesterday that she did apparently she did push her mother down the stairs I'm not sure if that's real. That would have explained that scene. But that, then I was like, okay, maybe. And they were like, oh, yeah, she pushed her mother down the stairs. So I was like, okay, is this common knowledge? But I don't want to spread misinformation. No, Diana was anything but common. Oscar buzz is huge around this film. Totally. Will it win? Absolutely not. I think it could win, like, best cinematography. Or, like, something visual. Because it yeah. looked amazing. Or were you just high? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was so hard because I was, like, on the edge of the group. So I was only surrounded by Jason and then a stranger. And I was, like, really trying to, like... It was so obvious that we were stoned because we were dying through the trailers yeah of laughter <laughs> i had like bought a ten dollar cookie ice cream like an ice cream sandwich yeah that was like bigger than my head and i was like in pain eating it yeah but i finished it it was so yum so it was kind of like right we 
we're stoned. But I was trying to, like, not let on to the girl beside me. And she was eating this fucking phyllo. And I was just like, how can you be eating at a time like this? This movie is terrifying. It was. So I would be interested to see what people out there think. I don't regret going. <laughs> but I will be haunted. Fully. Like, yeah. Spencer and- is not the movie you expect it to be. No. But also I kind of felt a bit like I've done something culturally for myself. Like I have immersed myself in a world, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Do you th- I think Diana would have been like happy that we had gone to see that movie like that. But I do not think Diana would have been happy to know that movie existed. No, I know. The best bit about it was the scenes with the sons. It was so cute. It was really net all the dialogue, like when oh, they were just hanging out. Yeah. I, it really depicted her as a really bad mother. Yeah. Which you, you wanted to, like, understand because she was really going through it in the movie. But, like, she she could not even hold it together for her kids. Yeah. And maybe that's just, like... Mental illness yeah, or addiction. Yeah, don't know. But I was like is this diana i just don't think it was i think it was it was fiction it should not have been uh sold as a movie about diana it should have been sold as a movie about like some wealthy aristocrat who was like going through it but then maybe it wouldn't have been as effective maybe it has been i don't know i'm keen to hear whatever go to your local readings yeah wear your mask yeah. And watch a movie. And watch a movie. So the other peak too soon that I thought I'd bring up with you was this whole situation about our queen mother, Tova O'Brien. I know. It's just not the same when there's an announcement at 11 a.m. on a Sunday. and There's no Tova. Do you think the other reporters are like secretly stoked because it's not like Jacinda's not going Tova and then uh, Cindy and then back to Tova <laughs> and then three more questions from Tova and that's all I'll be having today? No. They're like, finally, I get to ask a question. Maybe, maybe. But, I mean, she did work for one of the biggest outlets, you know? It's going to reach the most amount of people, that information. But Tova O'Brien, who you'll all remember from the beginning of the pod, um, has been a broadcaster for TV3 Media Works for years. And she's essentially been embroiled in a in a scandal over signing a new job. Uh, so she's moving to radio. There's a new radio show that's about to launch, yeah. uh, which will be, she'll be, she's helming. Yeah. It's going to be the new rival breakfast show for like political radio. Um, Talk back radio. Oh, it's, it's basically going to be the new radio station for people who want to listen to, news uh current events anything to do with uh like from cute to serious stories and tova is like gonna be the face of the morning show which is huge huge like rnz but just different company putting it together so essentially she was working as the political editor for tv3 she got this new job signed the contract left and they have come back at her, so Discovery, NZ, have come back at her um, saying that she had a restraint of trade in her contract, which would mean she'd have to stand down for three months um, and 
and not be able to work. Not be able to work. Not be able to. The radio show could not go ahead. Everything would have to be delayed. So she fought. It's just bizarre because she's. It's both of them are media works, but they're the same company. But they're one's the television show and one's this radio show. So she took them to the employment relations authority, saying, "I." I'm not breaking this restraint of trade because this is radio and that was television. And so they were trying to say, like, this is competitive to yeah, the show. You're going to be taking our, our viewers and our listeners and they're going to be going over to listen to the radio. Rather than watch the AM show, which yeah. is on TV3. So she took them to court. So unfortunately, the judge has ruled that... The television show and the radio show will be in competition with each other, not just News Talk ZB and RNZ, and that it is enforceable and she now has to stand down for two months and the whole station can't launch for another two months, which it's just all bizarre to me. Like, I understand, yes, in theory, people are going to want to go and listen to what Toba's got to say. She is captivating. She is so interesting. She's funny. She she makes, she's easy to understand yeah. when it's a huge big topic politically and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Tova's got your back. But why can't they be like, we're just going to do these two things really well? Because they're pissed off that she's leaving the TV. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. It's their just... top reporter. They're like, people watch Tova. Yeah. You know, is leaving to go and like further her own career and like live her own dreams. And they are like, no, not on our watch. We own you. Even oh. though you're moving to another thing that's under our umbrella. Well... Yeah. So weird. I I mean, I guess I don't have a very good concept of media works. Like, that is huge. That is TV3 and, like, Bravo and The Edge and ZM. And it's, like, all of them, right? Media works. Yeah. So I guess, like, yeah, there are things. But, yeah, it's just so crazy. And I just, like, I feel sorry for Tova because she's obviously just trying to... um, Make a move that's best for her. Yeah. She's also now got to pay like $2,000 for breaching the contract. And... She probably won't have to pay that. What, you think the new job would pay it? Yeah, I wonder if there were conversations. Anyway, I just wanted to say like, Queen Tova, we are... We will no longer be watching the television. It's just so hard as well because like, media, it's not like you can do... 16 jobs in like front facing media if you're a reporter or a journalist yeah you're reporting for the news on the radio the tv this digital would be a really like landmark case i would say yeah that would, like, probably mess up a lot of future um job jumpers yeah know? totally and i mean she's been in that job for so long when she took this job and has changed through different roles She's wouldn't have thought, oh, I better figure out my restraint of trade clause. No. And I don't know. Like, I do understand in some industries why there is a restraint of trade. But in an industry in New Zealand, which is already, like, pretty small, yeah. 
to come down so hard on something is pretty outrageous. Really outrageous. Yeah, we're Team Tova. We are Team Tova. I wanted to point everyone towards a clip as well, and I'm totally going to, like, not explain this well because I don't have a full comprehension of the full story. But last night on the project in Australia, there was a moment that I just... I cannot believe it was amazing. So essentially, Grace Tame is an advocate for sexual violence in Australia. And she was nominated for Australian of the Year. I She didn't win, but she was at like this, or maybe she did win like a category, but she didn't win the Australian of the Year. Um and she was at asked to go and meet the prime minister and she made a she didn't she wasn't happy about being there because Scott Morrison historically has not been supportive to women who've come forward about sexual violence until like he had to think about his daughters to put it in perspective for himself where it's like I mean think about why why do you need that to think like to get it you know so essentially uh person whose name I don't know was on the project being interviewed about this and the host who was Carrie Bickmore well Carrie Bickmore and not um not Carrie Bradshaw (laughs) I know that's hard it's not the usual host but I'm sure he's obviously a big deal in Australian media and he had written a column that day about how disrespectful it was that she was pulling a face and the lady that was being interviewed and Carrie Bickmore really took him to task and just had this amazing interaction on live television and I just was it was amazing to see because so many of these things get brushed under the carpet and like they could yes he could have put that article out but they could have like pretended it didn't happen kind of thing but especially for his co-host to be like well why do you think this and why are you saying that and this is why you shouldn't and this is why you shouldn't it was just amazing so look it up the project tv on instagram because what the fuck like we cannot just let these men keep doing this i know because it definitely could have been an article that people read the article basically said that she was like seemed ungrateful she should have not gone and she shouldn't have acted so childish yeah and the uh the host said well when should she have been acting childish when she was an actual child well she couldn't because men were like sexually assaulting her yeah so like if she can't act childish when she's a child boom yeah that's um, amazing i yeah. love carrie bickmore i know should we say the mantra 2001 to 2008 there ain't a song that we hate This is the moment in the podcast where we take a second to appreciate the time, the feeling, the vibe that was 2001 to 2008, and we add a song to the playlist. Jason? Okay, so my song's not from 2001 to 2008, but I just felt like the song needed to be on the playlist. My song is a huge track from 2012, One Direction's What Makes You Beautiful. Oh, are you on One Direction TikTok? No. Uh, it's good. Yeah. It's basically just clips of them talking about each other. Okay, I'll get there. Yeah. Have you replaced One Direction t- TikTok with Swift Talk? No, I don't even know what TikTok I'm on at the moment. Uh, Sorry. No, that's Euphoria fine. TikTok mainly. Yeah. Um, love it. That's on the list. Thank you. Uh, my song is 
I'm like so sure I've already, already added this, but I couldn't find it, so I'm adding it again. Because she's everywhere currently. Avril Lavigne feet Lil Mama girlfriend. Oh, definitely is definitely on the list. Well, it's not. I obviously missed it. You didn't actually put it in. Nah, I oh. searched the playlist. Whoa. So it's being it's added officially on the list. <laughs> officially. Thank you. Thank you. Well. I think that's us. Yeah. Everyone, follow us, please, at Kick On's Pod. Get in touch. Let me know what your opening line on Bumble is for me. And have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye.